0: Jack.
1: What's up, baby? I'm
0: sick of being the one that leads us in. Don't you have anything to say, man? No, sir. Come on, dude. They talk about sports and pop culture for two different points of view. A father and a son disagree on with delicious Attitude. Today's top story is breaking them down through a generation gap. Listen to them talk about the NFL. Listen to them talk your Cap. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osborne's. All right, welcome in, everybody, to yet another thrilling podcast installment of According to the Osbournes. He's Jack Osborne, my son. I am John Osborne, his dad. And this show is According to Us, According to the Osbournes. Jack, we've got a great show today. Touch a little bit upon those exciting AFC and NFC championship games in the NFL. But really, our show today is about just a battle of verses. We've got Brady versus New England. We've got the Vols versus A&M. We've got Brian Flores, former Miami Dolphin coach, versus the NFL. And, of course, Jack, it wouldn't be a show if we didn't have...
1: Jack's five stats, baby.
0: Jack's five stats. So, Jack, what would you like to start with? I mean, do you want to start with Brian Flores versus the NFL? Do you want...
1: I I think we go with uh, some Tennessee A&M. Okay. I'm good with that. It was a great
0: game. Um... It's a really good game. The Tennessee Volunteers men basketball team took on uh, Texas A and M last night. They won by a score of ninety to eighty. And Jack, what are some of the things that came to mind as you watched that game?
1: What came to mind was everyone contributed. Um, even Victor Bailey, a little, um, not really, but a
0: little. No, for sure. A more I mean, than he, he, would. He, he had seven minutes, so he played a few minutes. He played. I think more minutes than that in the loss that Tennessee had to Texas. But what else?
1: Um, I thought Chandler and Kamwa and Ziggy played well. Um, Just an overall good game. We forced a lot of turnovers at the end.
0: We did. We also turned the ball over a lot. We did. I don't have it right in front of me. I want to say that they turned it over 16 times. We turned it over 17 times. I feel that when we get trapped, we're a turnover machine. But let's stay on the positive. Uh, Camwa Olivier Camwa was fantastic. He was one of five volunteers in double digits. He had fifteen. You also had. I think the key to me in this game was our three guards played outstanding. Santiago four guards
1: really. Mm-hmm. Z- Ziggy, Santi, yeah. Kennedy, and I—I I mean, Josiah's...
0: No, I'm not. I'm not giving you Josiah, because I, and I'm not going to leave him out either. But the three guards, I would say, are Kennedy, Chandler. He had a wonderful game. He had seven assists. He had 16 points. He had Santi uh, Vescovi. He had 13 points and five assists. And then what? How, how much more can we ask of Zakai Ziegler? A real
1: six man of the year type player God, right now.
0: He's fantastic and. He scored 14 points through in, or uh, um, added three assists to that. And then you mentioned Josiah Jordan James. he has been playing fantastic. He scored 14 points, and he only he, he did that in 21 minutes.
1: because he, he was in foul trouble, but he played a great game.
0: He was in foul trouble. He played a great game. I'll tell you another thing that stood out to me also. Obviously when you score 90 points, a lot's going right offensively. Which is great. We needed a lot to go right offensively. One huge thing that went right offensively was something that didn't go wrong offensively, and that is normally we have multiple long, long droughts without scoring in the game. We never
1: really had one.
0: I think the longest I remember is like a couple of minutes, and you're right. We didn't have a significant one. And that's going to get you 90 points. So so is good physical play, and I thought we were physical. We out-rebounded those guys, and we had been getting waxed by them on the boards in the prior meetings with Texas A&M. That was big, and I, if I remember correctly, um, going back to, to playing physical, we, we got to the free-throw line a lot. and We, and scored we didn't up.
1: really miss from the free-throw line. No,
0: we, we, we shot well from the free-throw line. I don't have it right in front of me, but About I get it. About 90%. I don't think it was that high. I've got it right here. Well, you know what? It was 78%. We were 21 of 27 from the free throw line. Jack, when you score 21 points on the free throw line, when you out-rebound your opponent 24 to 17, good things are going to happen. By the way, A&M scored 21 points. Gosh, they shot 84% from the free throw line. So a bit of a referee show. But still, Tennessee gets out of there with a 90 to 80 victory on our home court. Vols are now 15-6 and six for the year and 6-3 and three in the SEC. Jack, we started 1-2. and two. That means we've won five out of our last six SEC games.
1: Just some solid basketball last few games.
0: You know one big thing I noticed on offense? What? The ball wasn't sticking. They were moving the ball around a lot. Yeah. And we shot great from behind the arc. Just a lot well, to like. We're
1: shooting good from behind the arc. We're hard to stop.
0: M- I w- we are. One thing I need to see this team do for me to feel a little better about them is – have a good performance on the road. Um, you know, we, we beat Vanderbilt on the road. I think that's our only road win. With that I week. mean,
1: what, we lose to Kentucky on the road? We
0: got waxed by Kentucky. That was one of those nights. And who else have we lost to? We lost Texas. to Al- Alabama on the road. Texas is not SEC, though. Okay, SEC. Uh... Who's our third loss? Oh, oh, oh uh, LSU on the road. No, oh, that's right. LSU on the road. Well, we'll see what, uh, what happens with Tennessee. We've got some winnable games coming up. I had, at one point in time, resigned myself to the fact that this team was going to be an 8 seed, a 9 seed. You know what? They're projected to be a 4 seed right now. And, hey, if we can get a top 4 seed in the SEC tournament, I I want two things. I want to buy in the SEC tournament. So that is a top Top 4 seed. And then I want a top 4 seed in the region in an NCAA tournament. Those are the two things I want from this basketball team. Okay. What do you want?
1: I want those same standards.
0: I like it, and standards is exactly what it is. All right, Jack. Should we dive into Tom Brady's retirement? Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yes, let's 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 tackle it.
0: What did you think about? Let's tackle Tom Brady's retirement. What did you think about the Shefty report? And then, like, just well, let's set it up. Tom Brady retires according to Shefty, right?
1: Mm-hmm. What's his name? Adam Schefter. Adam,
0: Schefter. I was thinking Dan Schefter. Adam Schefter. So he, uh, ESPN, has, ESPN's Adam Schefter says, "Hey, he's retiring." And then a little while later,
1: oh, uh, his dad, and they're like, "Oh, he, he is not retired." Which we all knew. Brady just wanted to break the news, and that's kind of what happened. Well, and but, the
0: and the Bucks said he he wasn't retiring. Yeah, and then Tom Brady went on his own podcast. And he said, hey, it's day to day. This was Monday.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: He goes, hey, it's day to day, man. I, I, I don't know. It's day to day.
1: And then retired the next day.
0: Well, it was day to day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah that's right. He went from one day and then to the next day. Jack, like, I, well, you said something about he wanted to kind of control the situation, control the narrative. That's what I think. I think Shefty got it right. I think he broke the news. And I think Tom Brady didn't like it. I think Tom Brady wanted to make his announcement on his own terms. Is that is that kind of the way you see this That's thing? That's
1: how I see it. And, you know, whoever told Shefty's a loser.
0: I agree with that. So let me ask you this. Is Shefty a loser for breaking it? I mean, this guy's... It's ar- his job. It is his job, but this guy's arguably the GOAT. So I'm just asking you, like...
1: I don't know. I, I My first thought would be that it's wrong... But I really love Adam Schefter.
0: I do, too. And and I, I side with you on the fact that, hey, this is this man's job. He is out there grinding away, and he's got a million contacts. I bet that dude never puts down his cell phone. I bet he's talking to people 24-7, 365.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: So he gets some He's, in-
1: he's got a million people.
0: <laughs> For sure. So he gets some info. He feels good about it. Another guy at ESPN corroborated with him, so they busted out. And, yeah, um, you know, he, he he being Brady, he wanted to control it. And I get that. I really do. And I also think that he's earned the right to kind of go out on his own terms. Jack, do you have any theories as to why he may have retired?
1: He's 44 and needs to return to the family. And I did hear the craziest thing about what? how Tom Brady is not such a family man.
0: Well, how, what, what do you mean?
1: Apparently, I heard this from my lacrosse coach today, like probably like two hours ago. Okay. So, Tom Brady was previously married to apparently a stunning woman that is an actress on Blue Bloods, and apparently he had a whole kid with this...
0: (laughs) A whole kid?
1: Yeah, like, you know, like they had a kid together, and apparently he abandoned them.
0: Oh, come on. Yeah, baby, look it up, baby. Okay, fact check real quick, hang on. Okay, we're back. I'm going to get some kind of sound button that we push that says fact check when we go to that because we needed to check that fact. Yeah, thanks. Um, Okay, I'm going to give you partial fact. He was married before. It is that woman on Blue Blood. Her name is uh, – I can't pull her name. Here, I got it. Oh, it's Bridget Moynihan. 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 Bridget Moynihan. And they did have a child, but dude, who knows if he's, like, left them high and dry. I'm, I'm not going that far on him.
1: Okay, like, I think I should get, like, full credit, because I said that he had a previous wife, and they...
0: Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you credit for that. That wouldn't have just surprised the heck out of me, but I do think he's a family guy. You know why? Why? Because right in the shadow of th- his last game, he, was, he basically told people, I think it was on his podcast, but I, I can't... I can't say for sure. I wish I had it in front of me. Thought I did have it. I searched my phone for it um, before the show, but couldn't find it. But anyway, he was basically saying, Look, this decision's going to come down to a lot of things, and it's not just about what I want.
1: Yeah, he's just talking all that
0: stuff. No, he said, It's not just about what I want. I got to sit and down with really Giselle. Family- uh-huh. I got to sit down with my kids. I got to see what they want. I think that he still had the fire. I think that he was on top of his game. He just threw for 5,200 yards. He brought his team all the way back in the NFC champ, or excuse me, in the divisional round, and, and looked like they'd go to overtime to play for the right to play in the NFC championship game. This is a guy with a competitive fire on, still at the top of his game who I think deferred to his wife and child. I think that does, or wife and children. I don't know how many they have, but I, I think that that makes him a family man. You in or out? Okay. You go in there? okay Okay, that's all you got yep okay so i win
1: (laughs) boy i'm just not gonna fight back because i know you just won't
0: stop okay fair enough good guy good guy or bad guy tom brady good football player all right all right i I say he was never my favorite football player
1: i mean this is just like truly breaking news that like he just abandoned his kid and ex-wife
0: I don't know that he abandoned his kid next yeah, wife. Yep, he did. Right. I know it. Jack, I can feel I'm it. My sensing, senses are tingling. <laughs> I'm sensing a narrative that Jack wants to, to uh, have about Tom Brady. And you know what? Who am I to ruin that narrative? We we all have our own opinions, and, and I think that's just fine. All right, Jack. This feels like a good time for a break, but when we get back, Jack, will you will – you? Give us five stats. You've been known to give five stats. I can, All right. We'll give Jack's five stats. And you know what? We'll get really briefly into this Brian Flores versus the NFL thing that you won't want to miss. Stay tuned. And we're back. Hey, Jack, before we dive into your five stats, there's one tiny element of Brady we got to talk about. What? boy? I know. You thought we were done. Talk to me about him not mentioning New England and whether or not you thought that was a big deal. What do you mean? Like, in his Instagram post, and if you don't know about it, then just speak off the cuff in your reaction in real time as I tell you what happened. But in his Instagram deal, you said yourself, man, that's a lot of words. You know what words weren't in there? What? New England. Bob Kraft. What do you think about that? Um, like, he doesn't mention the team he's been with 20 years. Did
1: he mention the Bucks?
0: Oh, yeah. He, he thanks everybody under the sun. He does not mention New England. He does not mention the Kraft, the craft family. He doesn't mention Bill Belichick. Any thoughts there?
1: I just, you know, there's always rumors about how something's off. Obviously, Belichick was like Brady's daddy. Um, I don't really <laughs> that was funny. I don't really have a certain feeling. I mean, ob- there's clearly got to be some beef, but I just don't really care
0: too much. No, I, I I don't either. But I love the fact that there's a little drama because I kind of like to hate on New England. So I texted my buddy Pat Brennan, who lives in the Boston area, and I can tell you this: the New England faithful, none too happy. They think it's absolute BS. He said that the you know the sports industry, the talk radio, and all that they're they're going in hard on this. Everyone's talking about it. Rumor has it that New England Patriots owner Bob Kraft was, was up in arms and uh, very upset about it. I don't know. I just think it's weird. I think it's weird that he didn't say anything. W- would you at least acknowledge that, that it's kind of weird?
1: I acknowledge it's weird. Yeah. I yeah. would have to understand like why he's mad at them.
0: Yeah, I just think there's hurt feelings both sides. I think that, I think that New England, well, I think he has hurt feelings because they let him go, and he was, wanted to prove that he could still do it. Advantage Brady. He won a championship the very next year. I think that they're probably upset. You know, maybe I don't know that he was upset or upset at his success. I don't know. Something's off. I'll tell you that much. Um, I did find though where he did mention them in his Instagram story. He didn't mention them in the Instagram post, but he does mention them in the Instagram story and he does talk about how much he, you know, loves uh, New England and how much they, you know, he, that, how much they mean to him. But it was very very few words in reaction to the to the quote that Bob Craft. I keep calling him Bob Craft. I hope that's his name. Robert Robert Kraft. I, I was it.
1: like, I thought you were just calling him Bob for short. No,
0: I knew that. I knew that was off. I'm glad you corrected me. Anyway, yeah. um, he he reacted to a very long, flowery statement that Robert Kraft wrote about him in in the retirement, and he just said something like, "Yeah, you guys love you. You always mean so much to me." So he does mention them, but anyway, I, honestly, I get it. That's there's there's some feelings there. But it's a little petty, not to mention them, in my opinion. A little petty. He's better than that, right?
1: No, he's not. Like I said, he's not a great human being.
0: Oh, Jack. Yes, sir. Come yes, on. sir. You know what? I think it's time. Jack Stacks. Who wants Jack Stacks? You want Jack Stacks. Yeah, Jack's five stats. you Jack's.
1: Stat number one.
0: Alright, I'm ready.
1: Joe Burrow has led the Bengals to more playoff wins in fifteen days than Dak Prescott has led the Cowboys to in six years.
0: Oh man, that's such I I don't know if that's a, I
1: mean, that's a little bit of a you know uh you know, kind of a joke. Of yeah. course I got it from NFL memes, <laughs> but it's a good stat, let's be real. Okay? It
0: is a great stat. It, it, it's 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 his it's less a stat, in my opinion, and more just a jab at Dak and at the entire Dallas Cowboys. Go ahead.
1: Um, Another one from NFL memes. For the first time in 19 years, the Super Bowl will, will not contain at least one of these four. Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, or the San Francisco 49ers.
0: That's pretty interesting. So that's 20 years, four entities. Well, 19 years, four entities. All right, I'll give you that. That's a good stat. Where'd you get that one?
1: NFL memes, baby.
0: Hard hitting stats over there at NFL memes. What's next, buddy?
1: Okay, this one's from Sports Center. The only two quarterbacks to beat Mahomes in the playoffs are Tom Brady and Joe Burrow.
0: That's a good stat. That's a good stat.
1: I don't have bad stats, baby.
0: Yeah, it's questionable. So that's stat number three. Do you think Joe Burrow will eventually become an NFL elite quarterback? And and if he well, if he wins the Super Bowl as an elite quarterback, or is he already an elite quarterback?
1: Um he's not an elite quarterback yet. Just a few playoff wins doesn't mean you're elite, but w-
0: would you be an elite quarterback if you win? Yeah. You think so? I
1: think I think if he he wins a Super Bowl and then he can, he has another good year then he's an elite quarterback.
0: What about Joe Flacco?
1: What?
0: Joe Joe Flacco.
1: Joe Flacco.
0: Yes. Do you think he's an elite quarterback?
1: Not not anymore.
0: But he won an NFL. I mean, he won. He it just it's it, an interesting question whether or not an NFL championship necessarily makes you. Well,
1: you gotta you gotta continue to produce.
0: Okay, good. That's great. That's a good answer.
1: Okay, number four. Yep. All five of the Ra- Raptors starters played fifty or more minutes um, on. I don't even know what day is. Someday this week, but it was in triple overtime, and Pascal Siakam played. 57 minutes. Oh, an, I don't know, some guy played 56 minutes. Scotty Barnes played 56 minutes. Fred uh, Van VanVleet played 54 minutes. And Gary Trent Jr. played 56 minutes.
0: That's incredible. That truly is incredible. All those sounded over, over 50, weren't over they? Over
1: 53.
0: Over 53, wow.
1: That's the first time a team has had five players go 50-plus points in a game in the shot clock era.
0: That's a good stat. Where'd you get that one?
1: I got that one from ESPN.
0: Nice. Okay, great job.
1: Now, this last one is is absolutely insane. Did
0: you save the best for last, Jack?
1: Yeah. Let's and go. it's got to do with our boy Tom Brady. Okay. So this one is I from... Feel like,
0: I feel like one stat should be Tom Brady leads all the stats that we've ever done on Jack's Five this Stats. This is
1: from Sports Center. Okay. NFL all-time receiving leaders in their age, in their 40s. Number one, Jerry Rice... 2,169. Number two, Tom Brady, six yards. (laughs) Yes, sir. That's insane, right?
0: (sighs) Yeah, I mean, it's not a stat about receiving yards. It's a stat about longevity. That's what I don't like about that one.
1: Well, it's still funny.
0: It is funny. Dude, nice work, man. Great job on Jack's five stats, Jack. Yes, sir, baby. He's always bringing it. And speaking of bringing it, former Miami Dolphin coach Brian Flores. Dude, he's bringing it.
1: Yes, he is.
0: He's bringing a lawsuit to the NFL. Jack, have you had any any chance at all to dig into this?
1: I mean, yeah, I just don't want to dig too deep. But just want to I, – all I want to do is understand the basics, and I, I think I do understand the basics.
0: Well, I think but... that that's a very good point. Hang on. I'm looking for my notes here, cause, and I I didn't dive too deep. But what you just said is important. You don't want to spread misinformation. You do want to understand what the basic um, basic things are of this deal. And here, here, from my perspective, is everything you need to know about Brian Flores and his lawsuit against the National Football League. First thing is it's not just against the National Football League. It is also against the New York Giants, I believe, the Denver Broncos, and just the NFL in general. It alleges racial discrimination in their hiring practices. This is obviously a huge, you know, huge story. Um, I get an email every day, every weekday at least, a huddle-up email. It's this guy. He writes this newsletter. It's kind of a convergence of sports and law and business, and I knew that this would be the topic today, and it was. And really – like, th- these are some of the things that Brian Flores is alleging. Okay, number one, sham interviews. Do you know what that means? Oh, uh, no. Okay, worth noting, Brian Flores is a minority. He's a black man. And the Rooney Rule in 2003 was intended to promote minorities in the NFL, at least give promote them having the same opportunities that, that – that White coaches have. Right, her. exactly. The, the, the old school guard has. So the Rooney Rule was implemented in 2003, and it says teams must interview a minority for the head coaching position. Now, that's since trickled down every coaching position, I believe. You have to, to at least interview a minority. And he is maintaining that it's a bit of a sham process. And he, he has a text exchange between him. I've seen
1: this, between and, him
0: and Bill Belichick. Exactly, him and Bill Belichick. Now, Brian Flores was Bill Belichick's defensive coordinator. Yep. So they've got a relationship. So I'm just going to read elements of the, the text back and forth. Coach Bill Belichick says, hey, and this is, by the way, um, Brian Flores is interviewing for the New York Giants coaching position, and Coach Belichick texts him, hey, sounds like you have landed. Congrats. Brian Flores texts back, did you hear something I didn't hear? And then Bill Belichick texts back, Giants, question mark, exclamation point. And then Brian Flores says, I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. So Brian Flores must be thinking, why is Bill Belichick saying I've landed the Giants Giants job job when I haven't even interviewed? So Bill goes, got it. I hear from Buffalo and NYG that you are their guy. Hope it works out if you want it to. And he says, that's definitely what I want. I hope you're right. Thank you. Coach, he adds, are you talking to Brian Flores? Meaning, you know, hey, do you mean to be texting me right now? Or Brian DeBall? Just making sure. Brian DeBall is who ended up getting the job. So... (laughs) I mean, basically, I think Brian Flores is kind of putting it together like, oh, my gosh, I bet he thinks he's texting Brian DeBall. Or is he texting Brian DeBall? I know he's interviewing, too. So anyway, Bill Belichick says, hey, sorry, I messed this up. I double-checked and I misread the text. I think they are naming DeBall. I'm sorry about that. So that's interesting. Why would they be naming DeBall before a minority coach is interviewed? So that's what he's saying is a sham interview. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, that's, that's that's not good. That's bad. It is bad. That's low. It's the the optics are bad, and there's no no other way to put it. That's the best case scenario. Is that the optics are bad. The worst case scenario is it's you know prejudicial, um, and it and it is it is a form of racial discrimination. He also accuses the Denver Broncos of conducting a sham interview. He says that John Elway. And I guess the Denver president, I forget what John Elway's exact title is from, for Denver. I think he's the GM. He said they showed up an hour late and hung over for. So drunk. Hungover does not mean drunk. It means that they had been kind of drinking the night before. Basically hungover, not ready to have a serious yeah, conversation. Okay. And that's what he said. Is like, look, the meeting we had, it's clear that they were just checking a box. There was nothing that they uncovered. We didn't, you know, they, they, me and a couple guys hungover in a room. So that's the second thing he alleges. The third thing he alleges, he was offered, or not offered, he was told to tank the season in 2019 when he was coached for the Miami Dolphins. And they said, hey, we'll pay you $100,000 for every game that you lose.
1: Uh, If I was a player, I'd be – I'm too competitive to lose on purpose. Well, and
0: so are all players in the NFL. That's why that conversation is between – that alleged conversation is between ownership and the coach. The coach could have an impact on the game. You're going to get a hard time trying to get um, a bunch of NFL players to throw a game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, let's see here. Yeah, I, I, I want to read exactly what it says because I thought this was very, very damning if this allegation is true. Flores alleges that Ross, and that's the owner, Stephen Ross, for the Miami Dolphins, Flores alleges that Ross asked Flores to, quote, tank, end quote, the 2019 season and offered him 100000 for every $100,000, for every game that he lost. So it sounds like he's saying that the owner said, tank this entire season. Not just, hey, we're stinking it up, lose these last few games, but tank the entire season. So we're going to want to stay tuned to this, don't you think?
1: Yes, sir. We'll easily probably be talking about next week.
0: Yeah, I, I think more will unfold. This is the type of, of topic that we could actually maybe even dive into for an entire um, podcast because it'll be interesting to see what comes out. I will continue to follow it and I'm sure our listeners will continue to follow it. And Jack. What? I have enjoyed our time together this evening, my friend. Me too, man. Great job on the podcast. Folks, you've been listening to According to the osborns Yeah. According to the osborns Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes, yeah. According to the Osbournes,
1: yeah.